episode 40 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Vicky. And we're here to talk to you about some of the most interesting video game music there is. What you just heard was a snippet of one of the songs we'll be listening to tonight, uh, and that song is from a great, great soundtrack, uh, arguably one of the best to ever come out of a Sunsoft game. Tonight we're going to rescue our pet frogs and listen to the music of Blaster Master for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Vicky, hit us with some history. Blaster Master, also known as Metafight, was released for the Famicom in June of 1988. It's an action platformer with a top-down shooter element thrown in for good measure. It's a great example of a Metroidvania-type game before the term Metroidvania was a thing. The original Japanese version had a pretty traditional sci-fi plot about a boy and his jumping tank, but when it was brought over to America, Sunsoft decided that the game should essentially be about a boy committing genocide in the name of his giant mutated pet frog. It's really quite special. <laughs> the game is remembered as one of the best-looking and sounding games released on the NES and has spawned a number of sequels over the years, the most recent of which is the excellent Blaster Master Zero for the Nintendo 3DS and Switch. And is also the inspiration for why I wanted to go back and do this episode right now, because Blaster Master Zero was awesome! The original Blaster Master soundtrack was composed by Naoki Kodaka, who has an incredible resume under his belt. This guy not only composed the, the Blaster Master soundtrack, which you're about to hear is a freaking masterpiece, but he also did Batman for the NES, Journey to Silius, Euphoria, Freedom Force, Spy Hunter, and the list goes on and on. He quit making video game music back in 2002 and has since moved on to become a music professor at the Nagoya College of Music. Vicky, do you have any history with Blaster Master? Only with the uh, newest one for the Wii, uh, not the Wii U, the Switch. Oh, you've um, played some Zero? Yeah. Oh, nice. I went over to my friend's house to play it. <laughs> very cool. Well, it's um, the NES version is a very similar game. Uh, obviously, the, the new one, Zero, is a bit more modern. Uh, and like, you know, the way you can shoot diagonally and uh, just a lot of the little, little things. But visually speaking, it's a... <laughs> The original NES version is is, is wonderful. Um, my history with it uh, is uh, I must have rented this uh, way back when, and I was immediately taken with the 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 very very um, like kind of mystical sounding music that happens over the prologue, and then as soon as you start the game, the really the the music had a large part of why I loved this game so much. But uh, as soon as I learned that you could jump out of your tank and you go into those like top down segments. It was like two totally different flavors of game mashed up into one. I was really, really impressed. Um, it looks great. It sounds great. It, it plays great. It's just, it's it's easily one of my favorite NES games. I think it's in my top 10 games of all time. I absolutely love Blaster Master. Um, the story in the original game, uh, let's let's actually get right to the music. And the, the first song you hear in the game is the prologue. Um, well... It's the first song you hear if you don't just press start straight away, because the uh, the title screen is just the words Blaster Master. They they flash uh, black and white really quick. It looks super cool. Um, and if you just leave it alone, you get to see the backstory of the game play out in a series of um, uh, just single shots. And the backstory of this game is you're a kid named Jason Frednick, and you have a pet frog named Fred. And Fred jumps out of his bowl and into the backyard where there's a giant box of radioactive waste. 
Fred jumps onto it, grows gigantic, then the waste and your frog sink into the ground. So naturally, what what you do is not call the police, call a scientist, tell your parents or anything. <laughs> you jump in the hole after your frog. The Obviously. giant radioactive box that just showed up in your backyard, you jump down the hole. When you land on the hole, not only did you not die, congratulations, but there's a tank there. So what do you do? You jump in the, you get on a power suit, you jump in the tank, and you start killing everything you see. New, undiscovered species living under the Earth's surface. Kill them all. Find your frog. That is a serious frog relationship right there. So, um... The whole time this is... just a story about a boy and his frog. It really is. It's, this is... (laughs) The story in Japan is a lot more in line with, I guess, uh, what Blaster Master Zero is. It's just a lot more uh, spacey, science fiction-y, typical type stuff. And when they brought it over to America, they changed up the story for it. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's weird. America, what were you thinking? Sunsoft America was a, a strange place, clearly. Uh, so <laughs> the, the the music that plays over this is very, very eerie, though. Um, and I, I, lo- I love it. So... Uh, Here's our first track of the night, Prologue from Blaster Master. pretty eerie isn't it that was yeah it's just like i love the way that that you're gonna hear a lot of these neat little effects like that drum sound that the the, snare drum i guess it would be yeah it's almost like just kind of dropping a a stick on a snare drum or something like that that weird echoey Mm -hmm. effect is um it's so creepy like the the instrument choice is so just odd and eerie and when it's coupled with see that's the thing that's weird like it's the story of this like i mean the story's freaking ridiculous but it's it's played straight like it's not played like it's it's goofy or anything and you know as a little kid i didn't really think anything of it being completely absurd that he's chasing after his pet frog like you don't think past any of that you just i just bought it hook line and sinker just from what it was and it was the music that helped sell it because it's like it's not played for comedy it's just like these th- this this happened and this kid is way in over his head and it just it just <laughs> kind of felt that way um so uh the next track is the the most famous blaster master track of all it's the track that was reused as area 1 in um blaster master 0 it has made an appearance in almost all the blaster master games uh, i don't think blaster master boy or blaster master 2 featured it but uh it's this is a great song in every conceivable way and um it's one of those like really gets you revved up to start the adventure kind of a thing you know cuz mm-hmm. uh it just it the, the new version in zero really works in a similar way but to me uh nothing tops this original nes version so uh, before we before I go on any further, here is Area One from Blaster Master for NES. Enjoy. <laughs> Area 
Master Master. Boy, I love that song. Yeah, I like that a lot. It was nice. Cute little upbeat tempo. Yep. I love how complex like all that sounds, all the different effects that are being added to the music. When this game was being created, I believe the team behind it was was really focused on just making the most visually and, and audibly impressive NES game that they could. Like They were just all about technical mastery and uh naoki kodaka and whatever whoever else was involved in actually making the music come out of the system i don't know if he did that or if uh, there was another sound programmer at some point but just i mean the the, this how dynamic the drums are like the the constant almost like shaker sound and the 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 different hits of the snare drum and the different almost you can hear a, a bass drum and a hi-hat artificially in there it's just it's just nuts and the the vibrato and all the the notes like that are just kind of layered in and out of one another the instrument choices it's all so good yeah i totally agree that's a great one for setting the stage so let's move on to area two um now these game these tracks are all going to be called area one two three four five six seven and eight uh as, as far as i know that's just what they're called um this was this was really neat. Like we mentioned before, that this is kind of like a, a Metroidvania style game. Is you have to like, you go to these different areas uh, similar to the original Metroid, where it's like you just you you go in and out of them. It's not a straight linear progression. Like you have to find Area Four, um, which is one of my favorite moments in the game. It was one of my favorite favorite memories of just NES gaming in general. Is when I finally figured out how to get to Area Four. Which once we get to that song, I'll talk about it a little bit more. But um. So here comes Area 2. This is another really, really great, uh, very, very catchy song. Um, uh, let's just listen to it. Here you go. <laughs> That's a good one. It's really, really upbeat. Really, um, mm-hmm. the stage itself is like this weird. I love the stage designs. the The actual environment designs in this game are nuts. So the first stage is like really similar to what the first stage in uh, Blast Master Zero looks like, where it's all this. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's this outdoor place, but it's actually underground. It's kind of weird, and there's like this you know bunches of water there and lots of plant mm-hmm. life. It looks very organic. Um, area two is like an underground castle. Um, Oh. It's a, it's got all these like castle elements, but you, there's no windows to the outside or anything. It's all just cavernous castle related stuff. Lots of bricks, lots of grays, um, and lots of lava. There's just pools of lava all over the place that are really brutal <laughs> to, to land in because well, water has an effect on on your your vehicle in this game. So when you land in lava, it's like you're landing in liquid, and you have to like 
get out of it as quick as you can, but you can't move as quickly as you can outside of water. It's, it's I love that there's water physics in this game. Um, and that actually plays heavily in Area 5. But, uh, yeah, love love this track. <laughs> love this uh, uh, love this music. All right. <laughs> area 3. Uh, now, Area 3 is one of my favorite tracks in the game. Um, this was kind of where I was, the, the first area that really stuck me in this game. Because um, I was able to beat Area 1 okay. I was able to beat Area 2 okay. But in my first rental first couple of rental periods i didn't get past area three uh and especially oh, wow. when i finally made it to the boss because the boss the first time i got to him he's freaking hard because the boss in this one all the bosses in this game are really cool uh they're these giant giant sprites that um what they did was they black out the entire environment so it's just you uh your health meter and your your health and gun meter and the boss so that the all the processing power could just be dedicated to making these bosses move. And they're humongous. What was unique about the Area 3 boss is that it wasn't a specific humongous boss. It was all these blocks that show up in the room. Uh, they just kind of teleport in there, shoot a bunch of stuff. And it seemed random at first. It took me a long time. Once I you know learned its pattern, I was able to figure it out and beat it. But the first couple of times you get there, it's pure chaos because you're just surrounded whereas all the other bosses in the game you're just here's a thing that you're trying to fight and it's the thing that's sent in the center of the room and in area three it's just the room itself is killing you from all sides it's crazy oh, no. um, but what's really really awesome about area three is kind of like the technology level there's just this really great look to it uh you know again lots of grays but it's much more instead of stone it's more metallic and then you eventually get to this part underground where like the background's all black there's neon colors in the background it's this is such a cool stage and i love this music it is incredibly upbeat incredibly fun uh so let's listen to it here's area three from blaster master <laughs> Kodaka. And this is a great stage. It's a really well-designed stage. Um, and it's also... Uh, it's one of the first places... Because now, now, you see that in Area 2 as well. So we're moving on to Area 4. And this is where... Um, the, 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 the My fun story of Blaster Master. The, first, the very first screen and the very first stage um, 
It's just like, and here's the world. Here's your tank. Go to the right, because that's how video games work. But there's a ledge all the way up at the top of the screen. And the first thought I had was, I wonder if there's something up there. How cool would it be if they actually put something on that ledge? Because it's not the kind of thing you would think about um, in games back then. Like, you didn't really investigate every crevice. It's just like... It could have just been completely innocuous. It didn't seem like there was anything on there because you can kind of see the top of the ledge. But I always thought to myself, what if there's something on top of that ledge? So every area you beat, every boss you beat, you get a new power. You beat the uh, area one boss, you get a power that uh, powers up your gun that lets you uh, beat this monster that's blocking uh, the exit to area two. You beat the boss in area two, you get a gun that can shoot through uh, certain bricks so you can break certain bricks, which is how you get to Area 3. You beat Area 3, you get the hover power-up, which allows your ship to fly for a little while. Um, so as soon as I got that power-up, the first thing I did was go back to the very beginning of the fir- the very beginning of the first stage. I said, I gotta know what's on top of that thing, and, I, and now that I can fly, I'm totally gonna do it. <laughs> Turns out that that's how you get to Area 4. You have to go back through Area 3, Area 2, back to the very beginning of the game, the very first screen, then you fly up to that shelf, there's a robot there, and more hover power-up. And you just keep getting the hover power-up and fly all the way up to the top, and that takes you to Area 4. Who would have thought s- of that? I, it's, and you see, start seeing... that. That's when I really started seeing this world for more of what it is, the expandability. You know, you get the thing that breaks the bricks, and then I'm thinking to myself, I saw a bunch of places where I could break bricks, and there's doors you can get into, and then you just can't go any further. Um, Area 3 had this similar thing where you travel all the way to the left in this one screen, and there's just all these spikes lining the wall. You're like, how the heck do you get past that? Because there's clearly something past it. Like, there's a pathway through it, but you can't fly through it. you got to figure out how you get that which is a power up you get later in the game um which is the uh the you eventually get the ability to ride on walls and ceilings which is so crazy cool um and that's how you get through that spike area but how you got to area four was just one of the most mind-blowing things that ever happened to me back then like this kind of stuff is relatively commonplace now now i always think like first place i ever go in a game i always look around like i'm gonna have to come back here at some point i just know it i know this trick (laughs) Um, and Blaster Master taught that to me. So, uh, Area 4 um, is a much creepier song than any of the music we've listened to so far. Uh, it takes place in the sewers. It's got the giant frog boss. Um, hmm. It's a creepy place. It's a creepy place. Uh, lots of, like, d- dun- you know, dungeonous caverns and uh, a-, a gross sewer and whatnot. So, um, <laughs> this music is very fitting. It also has a really, really neat sound effect. There's this little growl thing that happens in the song uh, that I love. It's also there on the, uh, when you get a game over, there's like a continue music and it goes, Row. it's really cool. It's in the song. You'll hear it. So <laughs> here is area four from Blaster Master.
love that little growly noise. <laughs> I wasn't expect. I was like listening for it, and I'm like, wait, where is it? And then it's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so <laughs> wow. cool. I love that noise. Is it supposed to be the frog? <laughs> I don't know. It's just some weird. Could be the frog. I don't know. There's froggy nature to it. Uh, it does sound like a croak or a growl or something. I don't know. I love it. It's just some weird monster noise. Um, so what's cool about Area 4 going into Area 5 is that the item you get in Area 4 is a key. And um, so you get to these doorways that are you know, blocked by these blocks that have a big keyhole in them. Um, but the doorway that you get to, um, the, the second part of it is on the other side of the door. So you and you you have to climb around. You have to get out of your ship, your ship, your your tank, and then climb around in the two D levels instead of going into the, the the top view stuff. Climb up this ladder and just kind of survive this small bit of the game outside of your tank. And you are fragile as heck outside of your tank. You can't. There's fall damage. So if you like fall too far, you will die or lose a whole bunch of your health. Uh, your gun does almost no damage to anything. Fortunately, it's a very small small area you have to get through but there's a lot of harrowing jumps and it's kind of it's kind of tense the first time you do it but uh you get to the other side you get your tank through and then you go into area five which is the water stage and what's neat about the water stage is that uh, unlike unlike every other area in the game you're actually way more mobile out of your tank than in your tank because your tank just sinks it's a tank so you can't jump you can't swim you just your tank just falls uh, when you finally fall all the way down to the bottom, you get out and you swim like through the whole stage as this little tiny guy uh, until you get to the boss, which is, in my opinion, the hardest boss in the game. The crab boss in Area 5 is so freaking tough. He's just He just blows these bubbles everywhere and they do just constant damage. It's This boss is tough. You have to be patient as heck. And when this boss showed up in Blaster Master Zero, it was the first time I died in that game. Was it the freaking crab boss again? (laughs) Crab boss. My arch nemesis. Um, But the music is very whimsical. It's very underwater stagey. Not quite Mario underwater stagey. You'll you'll, you'll hear it. It's very unmistakably aquatic. So here's Area 5 from Blaster Master. stage too um it, it kind of looks like your standard waterish level it's very like lots of you know browns and blues uh it, it's it's very cold and and kind of desolate very underwatery lots of plant life um but what's super cool about it is that when you beat the crab boss you get a um the dive power up for your car so that your, your your tank can swim and you wind up going to these other areas in in this part of the game where there's all these like Atlantean looking pillars and whatnot. It's got a very Greek feel. It's it's incredibly well designed. There's really really gorgeous stuff. Like the, the detail in this game, uh, the 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 sprite work and the detail is really really stunning. It's 
it's one of the best looking NES games. I, I still think to this day, it's really, really remarkable how well, how well this game works with such a detailed look. Um, oh, wow. and they're simple tricks. It's a lot of like, it's almost like a comic book type, uh, of detailing. Like it's a lot of dots that fills like that gives these things, a, a, a certain texture and a certain depth, uh, a feel to them. Cause really, I mean, there's only so much you can do with the number of pixels that are available, but for some reason, everything looks far more detailed than it is in this game. And it's, a uh, it's really quite remarkable. So let's move on to area six. Um, uh, the next track is for the ice stage. Uh, this is another one of my favorite songs, especially the intro to it. The intro, this, this is a really, really intense song. Um, it's uh, in, in a, not intense, like Holy crap danger, but really kind of intense, but not, um, um, more like determination. Uh, th th this music reminds me very much of determination. So here we go. Area six, the ice level from blaster master. difficult <laughs> yeah that place is kind of tough <laughs> lots of slip lots of slipping and sliding uh in your tank in your tank yes because <laughs> you know there's ice everywhere yeah uh, and this is where i believe you get the wall power up so you can climb up walls afterwards uh Ooh. but yeah it, it's it looks <laughs> what's cool about this is that it almost looks like a frozen industrial complex because um it's it's all icy and whatnot, so you've got the typical color palette you would expect there, but it's also got a lot of orange, like this orange metal stuff protruding all over the place that kind of gives it this very industrial feel. So it's it's got a very unique look. It's it's a really cool looking stage. So all right, uh, we're trucking right along here. Let's move on to area seven. Um, area seven is what I thought was going to be the last area in the game when I got there because it's like the threshold of hell. <laughs> it's a uh, the music is very fast paced. It's very energetic. It's very, I don't know, kind of angry sounding. Uh, and this whole place is bright orange. There's lava and fire everywhere. All the enemies are like these pink versions of them that move super fast uh, and take a lot more hits. There's doors everywhere. Uh, it's, it's a very, very 
it, it's a tougher level. Um, and it's not as visually distinct as the other areas in the game, which kind of made me think like, all right, we must be coming up on the end game here. But no, there is an area eight, uh, which is even harder. But uh, yeah, area seven, this is a, some, some good old fashioned intensity. So strap yourself in for the, the, the flaming awesomeness of area seven. It was hmm. indeed something. Uh, it's a. Uh, it really fits the stage. Um, it really just adds to the, uh, just the tension in in the area because like you know you're getting close to the end of the game, and the, everything is moving very fast. There are like no slow enemies. All the regular slow ass robots that run around in, in the earlier parts of the game are there again, but they're moving way faster. Everything's it, in a hurry. Lots of fire. It sounded like it was a pretty fast paced song. I mean, it was a fast-paced song. <laughs> yeah, the, the the whole area definitely exudes tension um, and a sense of urgency, and it's really cool. So Area 8 is the next part of the game, and it is the last area in the game, and it is weird as heck. <laughs> it's all plant life and, and lots of browns and greens, uh, lots of spikes everywhere. Um, it's really creepy looking. Uh, and because you're on your way to the plutonium boss, which is the the the, the boss and Blaster Master is the plutonium boss is the, the the boss of the game. Oh, um, oh, I see. It's all purple. Yeah, it's uh, some of it's purple, then then other parts of it are green and brown. It's mm -hmm. it's nutty looking, um, <laughs> and uh, and really creepy, and the music reflects that very much so. Um, so let's go ahead and. Uh, Enjoy the next 40 seconds of your life listening to Area 8 from Blaster Master. creepy that was not my favorite no no it's, it's far from my favorite song uh it works very well in creating the mood of that last area because you know it's not very intense it's just like ugh. like it makes you feel uneasy 
Oh. <laughs> At least that's what it does to me. It really makes me feel. And it combined with the visuals of the stage just did a wonderful job of really making me feel uneasy. Because uh, it's so much less intense than Area 7. And it's like, all right, well, this is Area 8. And it's even harder because there's lots of spikes and things trying to kill me. Like, it's real easy to die here. Um, and I'm clearly on my way to the last boss of the game. So what the heck? Uh so so it's it's very effective if if not great music um so that's all the stage music in the game now all we got left is uh is, is some of the bit more fun stuff so this is this is interesting and a little interesting factoid about how uh, observant i am about one of my favorite games i never really noticed that there are two different boss battle songs in this game for some reason i knew that like i know both of the songs and it took me years and years and years. Like, it wasn't all that long ago when I finally realized those are actually two different songs. And, like, I know them both. It just subconsciously never really clicked in my head that they're two different boss battle songs. Because hmm. I'm a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're both really good, uh, especially as boss battle music. I love these songs. They're some of my favorite boss battle themes. Uh, they get stuck in my head all the time. Uh, they're a tad repetitive because the boss battles usually don't last a long, long time with the exception of the crab boss because screw that guy. Um, <laughs> but they're really intense. Um, they're very fun and they're perfect for what they are. So uh, let's just listen to them. We'll start with boss battle one. Here you go. battle music right there wow you weren't kidding that was quick yeah i mean it just repeats that until you blow up the boss and when you do blow up the boss it makes this really really memorable sound that i've so they used that exact sound effect again in uh blaster master zero like just took the nes sound effect and put it over the bosses dying i love the sound effect it's great um, hmm. <laughs> so uh that's the first boss battle music and now here is the second boss battle music enjoy What I think it was is I, I must have just kind of thought that they were both parts of the same song, but no, they're just two entirely different songs. Uh, they sound so similar. They're the same tempo, they're the same instrumentation. Um, it's such a neat little thing that they threw in there. They didn't have to have two different boss battle songs. They just they they didn't, but they did just <laughs> kind of add this this very subtle uh, differentiation to things to just kind of keep things more interesting as they went along. I. I I find it very impressive. What did you think of these, uh, the boss uh, battle musics? I did not have the problem of differentiating the two. I am <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they they both sounded quite different to me. <laughs> well, to be fair, you're listening to them as two different tracks. I not, guess so. You're not yes. concentrating on trying to survive a giant brain. <laughs> side to by kill side. You with smaller brains. Like, if you smoosh them together... I definitely could see it could be like the same song or a continuation of that song. Yeah, I mean they're both in the same key. Like yeah. it would it would actually fit. It would work together if you tried to to, to piece them together. But uh, not. Nope, they're two different tracks. 
<laughs> Ta-da. All right. Uh, speaking of two different tracks, we've only got two left, and one of them's only five seconds long. So, uh, wow. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna do this a little bit differently here. Uh, the next track we're gonna listen to is "Game Over." Um, it's only five seconds long. It also features that cool little growl song, gro- growly noise, uh, and I don't know. It makes me smile for some reason. I'd, I'd be so angry when you get this game over soon because I'd try so hard and. That freaking crab boss this is where I hear, heard it the most. But like, there's just this little uh, wheel <laughs> spinning around, and uh, it's wonderful. So here, in, in, enjoy. Game over. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love it. I love it to death. That was nice. Hold on, I'm gonna listen to it again. It's only five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome you it can't really even is. be mad at that music you can't and i think that's the thing like you're just so freaking heartbroken from losing and then you're like i gotta try again i gotta go <laughs> i gotta go at it again all right so we're gonna do things a little bit differently as you probably noticed in the beginning we're we're just kind of cutting out our theme song and, and using the the music from the games we're, we're listening to as the soundtrack of the episode so uh vicky and i um have already listened to to this ending music and uh so we're going to talk about it beforehand and then we're going to close the episode on the ending music uh what you're about to hear is um it's going to start off kind of slow and then it's going to pick back up again uh so what what are your thoughts on this ending music and really what are your thoughts on this soundtrack in in, in total uh that was like that was really nice i i love songs that are kind of just like a little melancholy in the beginning and then like they pick up like don't you remember this really fun adventure you just had? Remember um, that crab that killed sound? you over and over again? <laughs> remember that crab that killed you a lot? Aren't you glad it's over? <laughs> I love that the first chunk of it is, uh, I mean, there's the, this great picture of you sitting on top of your tank with your helmet off and your little pet frog next to you. Oh, really? It's a great picture. Yeah, no, you got to look it up. It's 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 a gorgeous picture. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I really like this. Again, this is it kind of harkens back a lot to the instrumentation of the Area 1 music. Um it's very fun, it's very lighthearted. Uh and it just I love this instrumentation. It's a very uniquely Sunsoftian kind of sound. Uh and you can really hear a lot of these similar tones in uh Kodaka's other work like Batman and 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 whatnot. Um Euphoria. It's well, maybe not so much in Euphoria because at a certain <laughs> point there's this this very deep bass note, uh, bass instrument that they kind of figured out how to use in uh, the NES that they uh, Sunsoft used a lot in stuff like Euphoria and Mr. Gimmick. Um, it's it's got a very interesting sound. It's very easy to sound off key too, uh, so it's a tough thing to emulate. But regardless, uh, I adore this soundtrack and I adore this game so much. Um, and it was a lot of fun to get to to get to share this with you. So um, uh, before we go out on uh, our last song, um, or just say that the that that was our show. Um, next time uh, you'll tune tune in. Next time we're going to listen to the soundtrack of uh, Vicky's pick, the delightfully absurd God Hand for PlayStation Two, uh, which I can't wait to listen to this music because I've always wanted to play more of this game than I have. Um, and I'm glad I'm Vicky so excited it. <laughs> for you to listen to this. 
<laughs> As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on these games, and you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail and while you're at it, you can check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Thank you again for listening. Um, before we go, uh, Vicki, you have some stuff to plug, right? I do. So on, um, I work for another website, justrpg.com, where we do game reviews, have podcasts, and Let's Plays. And it would be great if you could take a look. <laughs> awesome. There will be a link to that in the show notes, so don't worry. So, yes. <laughs> uh, All right, we're going to leave you with the ending music from the original Blaster Master on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and on behalf of Vicky and myself, good night. Good night.